the Word of God, the Bible. And uh, today we're looking at the edge of tomorrow, the trailer you just saw. It's, it's, what we're looking at today is not as much of a theme as a plot device. It's something they use to tell the story and sort of keep you hopping. The live, die, repeat. You know, uh, Earth's invaded by aliens. Definitely a sci-fi. These weird, strong, spider-like creatures that are controlled telepathically by their commander. Um, all the Earth's armies are no match for these aliens. Tom Cruise... Uh, Major Bill Cage uh, has no combat experience. He is actually a public relations guy. And long story, he gets thrown into the midst of the in the midst of the battle and dies almost immediately, along with everybody else who's invading uh, France to try to take care of the threat. Um, he meets a special warrior, Rita. Rutowski, who's killed more aliens than anybody else, who dies in the same battle to begin with. But anyway, in that death, as he dies, he takes out one of the mimics. They're, they're the aliens. And direct contact with this particular mimic, which happens to be one of the stronger ones. This is fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know where they come up with this stuff. Anyway, direct contact with this mimic means that he keeps living the same day over and over again. And so he dies, comes back to the same spot uh, that the day began, uh, the day before. And uh, he's basically doomed to fight the same battle over and over again. But he realizes this is his opportunity. In this, I can actually learn how to fight the enemy and work with Rita to gain success in the battle. So that's, that's the, the storyline. In, in a movie, the scriptwriter can basically do whatever they want. I mean, they can bend reality and do all that they want. But in life, we don't ever get do-overs. We, ju we just don't. I'm, we, when you're a young child, sometimes you can talk your family into a do-over. You know, you're trying to play in a game or something. Oh. I need a do-over. You know, if your golf partners are friends, you might get a mulligan. You might get a do-over or whatever. But we, we really can't have do-overs in life. But by the grace of God, we can have do-betters. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, I'm a perfectionist. So if something doesn't go well the first time, it sort of grates against me. And it's helped me to realize, you know, God is a very gracious God. And if I veer off, go the wrong way, or if I just make a mistake and cause some problems. He's so gracious to let me learn how to do better next time. We need His grace often to have the motivation even to try again, even to do better, even to go after it. If, if you're like me, you beat yourself up when you mess up, when you blow it. But it's God's patience and grace that renews my heart to give it a try. Give it another try. When I played baseball in high school. And my sophomore year in high school, uh, we made it to the CIF semifinals. And uh, it was late in the game. We were facing a really, really strong pitcher. One of the best pitchers in Southern California at the time. A lefty. Threw pretty hard. Had a good curveball. Um, and anyway, I think it was the sixth or seventh inning. It was our last real shot at scoring. It was two to one. 
And I had hit a ground ball single, infield single, got on first. Another guy walked, got on. Anyway, I, I, th- I think he got a hit. I ended up second and third. I'm on third, okay? In baseball, uh, if somebody walks and takes first base, you're supposed to run on a ground ball. I was on third. I was supposed to run. A guy walked. I, f- I forgot that. I forgot that he walked. So the next guy up, it's one out, bases loaded. I think it's second and third. And a guy hits a ground ball, and I'm standing there. Not only am I standing on third, the guy running from second doing what he should do, I'm yelling, go back, go back. And so he goes back, double play, game over. And baseball is kind of like life. You don't get do-overs. That, that really crushed me. Because here we were, we had a chance to take the lead in an important game, and I'd let my team down. I, I, you, you don't get a do-over in that situation. And I was, now my team was very gracious to me. They, they were, they were really gracious to me. But even in the midst of that silly mistake in a silly game, I needed God's grace to work that out. I need some real perspective on what really matters in life. And, and that's how we are as we live life, and we aim to do well, we aim to do good for the people around us, we, we can mess up. That moment in my baseball career in high school is a capsule of more important moments in my life where I've messed up. Maybe, maybe you can identify. Using harsh words with the kids for the umpteenth time. You know, it's a bummer, or forgetting a detail on a project, or you know, the, the crew, the team's depending on you and you forget a detail, or you forget to, to tell somebody about a scheduling change and things go south, or you know, maybe you say something that you should have kept yourself again. These are moments, you don't get do-overs, but what do we do? As we live these moments over and over and over again, you, you can probably think of similar scenarios that you've gone through in your family life and church life at work with friends. God wants to show us how to make the most of those times when we mess up. And he wants to show us actually how to avoid them. There's, there's a way to do this. And we won't ever avoid them altogether, but we can certainly minimize the pain that we experience from them. There's a quality that the Bible makes a big deal of that isn't necessarily the most important quality that we find in our world today. Um, But it's a quality that really helps us do better with God's help. It's teachability. Teachability is the attitude that helps us gain traction without second chances. Uh, Webster says teachability, to be teachable, is to be capable of being taught apt and willing to learn and favorable to teaching. That's the idea of not only are you capable of learning, you're willing, you accept the instruction, you're favorable to it. If we're unwilling to learn from the consequences of our poor decisions, we will face more pain than necessary. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and accepting Uh, 
expecting different results from that. Do the same thing. The Bible calls this folly. Wisdom is learning to handle life in the best way that helps you make progress toward the right goals in each situation you face. So as life goes by, you're facing situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance. Wisdom is the ability to to choose the right response. Life happens and we respond. Wisdom is choosing the best response that's going to help make the progress toward the right goals. The goals that are important to God in that situation. So the Bible encourages us to be teachable so that we learn the best response. We don't always make the best response. None of us do. We, we make poor decisions and choose wrong responses. But the Bible encourages teachability. It's the way that maybe we don't get do-overs, but by the grace of God, we can do better if we'll set our heart to learn from Him and from those around us as we go along. Proverbs 16.20 says, Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. There are three basic ways that we learn. Two involve pain, and one does not. That should be our preferred method. method. We're going to look at two that involve pain and one that doesn't involve pain. The first one is experience. Um, As we live life and we experience the pain of saying the wrong thing, choosing the wrong response, we have an opportunity to learn. David, in a psalm about the value of God's word, Psalm 119, uh, David, king of Israel, uh, wrote many psalms. In this particular psalm, he's, he's talking about the advantages of getting into the Word of God. And he says this, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now I keep your word. And what he's saying in this, in this short phrase here is, God, I have strayed from your path and it hurt me. I was afflicted by it. It's like off-roading in a luxury car. You know, they're not made for that. <laughs> You're just, it's, it's getting beat up. You're getting beat up. You're off-road. But the pain brought me back to getting into your word and doing life your way. I realized I connected a dot there. It brought me back to living your way. One way we learn is through experience, by taking lumps, as they say, you know, uh, as we choose folly in the way that we approach life. Um, we, we say what we want to say because it makes us feel better. Our focus is, with our words is, you know, we have the right to express our opinion. We have the right to just lay it out there. And we lay it out there in a way it's not very considerate. It hurts other people. The Bible says that a fool gushes without discretion. Um, we slack off on a project right when we need to review, pay attention to the details, right when we need to be checking our work and getting in, into things. And we slack off and everybody pays. It's the slack hand that destroys, Scripture says. We blow up in anger again. And the relationship uh, with the people or the person that we blow up ag- against is hanging by a thread. A fool gives full vent to his anger. So anyway, we, we can learn from experience and an advantage of knowing God 
is that he can help us make the most of the lumps that we experience in life. So you can minimize the pain that you experience as you move through life. At least you're not bringing as much on yourself as you may have prior. He wants to show you and I how to take fewer lumps from life. But that's the first way we learn. Experience. Painful experience, usually. Second is God's Word. And this is, this is the only pain-free way to learn, is to get into God's Word. Uh, Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So we start out, life doesn't seem that complicated. It's pretty simple. But it's really more complex. And even if we take a simple mindset to the things that are flowing by us, we can choose wrong responses. But the Word of God has this ability to show us the satellite imagery of what's going on in our lives. That's in this movie. You can see the battlefield in perspective. You can rise above it, see what's going on. They can actually do that in real time today. See what's happening on the battlefield. The Bible gives us this kind of satellite imagery for our life. It shows us God's perspective. And there is real wisdom throughout the Bible that makes the simple wise. If we're teachable to learn to get into Scripture and follow God's direction in His Word, we minimize the pain we experience. God's Word gives us the advantage of learning without pain. It's a real advantage. Hebrews 5 actually says that we learn and we grow to maturity in Christ when we practice to distinguish good from evil. This takes practice. We have to learn to evaluate experience in light of what the Bible says if we're going to grow. We read, you know, the, the movie, Live, Die, Repeat. Read, live, read again. <laughs> live, read again. Live, read again. This, this is how we learn. We, we get in Scripture, we soak it in, we try to live it out, then we go back to it and we look at what's going on. This is what we used to do in football. It must be my, my high school, I'm sharing my high school days with you. But in fo football in high school, we would come up with a game plan, we'd practice, we'd work on the game plan, we'd play the game, then we'd watch the film. And we could see whether or not, you know, the coach is calling things out and telling us, you know, Lanthrop, you blew it there. What are you thinking? You went the wrong direction or, or whatever. And that's, we would do that every week to get better. This, this is how you grow uh, by getting into God's Word. You read, live, read, live, read, live. And God shows you. If we commit to learning God's Word, He uses it to show us where we've veered off track, where we've gone astray, like David said. But He also shows us how to avoid habits and patterns and choices and responses that bring pain without having to experience it. This is a real value. For instance, in Proverbs 16.32, it says, uh, Better a patient man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes the city. This is a satellite imagery of life here. Because what he's saying is you can bully your way to get what you want. But it's better to use patience and kindness and bring people along 
to accomplish the right goals. That's the best way to influence people. You know, you bully somebody, you don't have their heart. The relationship's starting to crumble. The grace slips severed. But if, if you show patience and kindness to somebody, as you work toward the right goals, the relationship thrives. This, this is that whole battlefield at once that you get from Scripture. There, there is all kinds of this stuff packed in the Word of God. And as you soak it in, God helps you to develop habits and patterns and stay away from patterns that are bringing pain on you. You may have scenes in your mind of times when you've blown it yourself. Uh, set your heart to learn from God in His Word to do better by His grace. If you get into God's Word consistently, He, he can help you and show you how the dots connect and, and how these things come together so you can avoid pain altogether. Now, there's a third way to learn that doesn't seem like it should be painful, but it, but it actually is painful. It's instruction from others. And it, it tends to feel corrective when anybody instructs us, but Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end you will be wise. Education is more like what we're doing now. You know, I'm, I'm teaching. I have prepared. I'm teaching what I've prepared to teach. Wisdom doesn't really grow in a classroom setting but it, it grows as we live life. And as we compare our life with the Word of God and as we listen to people who instruct us. To be instructed is to be judged in our world today. It doesn't feel good. It feels like the person is saying you're stupid when they instruct you. They're not really saying you're stupid. They're saying you don't know everything. That's really... I don't know, they may be, they may, I don't know what people are saying in general, but it may feel like you're stupid, but really you just don't, you just don't know everything. We, we need to be constant learners. There's a strong pull in us to be self-sufficient and this desire to be brilliant in the eyes, we want to be brilliant in the eyes of our family and friends. We just, oh, you know, we do. There's something in us. So humility is required for teachability. I, I don't know everything. And I need coaching in the most important arenas of life. Parenting is one of those. We're having the workshops and given a chance for parents to have Q&A and questions and answers. But there's a real undercurrent in our culture. Hey, don't tell me how to raise my kid. Don't do, don't do that. There's real help for parents from those who have parented well that you can get advice from. But if we're too proud to accept the advice, it does no good. Ministry is another area, another important area. We need coaching in these things. We, we need help with this. The list goes on and on. Every important arena in life, you, you don't really get it down where you don't need anybody to help you anymore. You just don't. We, we, need, we need the help in every important arena of our life. We need to be aggressive in seeking help and advice from the more mature in Christ, those who've walked with Christ for a while. But you know what? We can even learn 
from people who may not be very mature, but who have something to say. Even if the lesson isn't handed to us in just the right way that we want it. We hurt ourselves when we tune people out. Even, even, even if it's painful. You know, sometimes people are sarcastic, they're nasty, they say things. But if you can sort all that out and get to what they're saying, you, you can learn. Even from people who may not be thinking of your best. We need to hear. Maybe they're not saying, <clears throat> I'm experiencing uh, sort of pseudo-parenting with my grandkids right now. You know, and toddlers, they're fascinating because it's like they need food, but they want to be fed the way they want to be fed sometimes. You're like, okay, take the fork, you know. They hit themselves and they need help. But there's something in them that sort of argues with the help. And we do the same thing in more, way more sophisticated ways. We know how to use a fork. But we, we tend to... We need to be... Scripture's telling us we need to accept the instruction and let it sink in and be aggressive about learning from others or uh, we take a chance to learn from experience. So there's two painful ways to learn experience and instruction from others. Um, And there's one pain-free way through the Word of God. There are some real advantages you find in Scripture from being teachable. First one is increasing respect. Proverbs 13:18 says, He who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. Now, this is, this is maybe a surprise to you. Because, again, we tend to think we have to prove ourselves how capable we are, how adequate we are to handle life how strong we can be and how brilliant we are. We tend to think this, and if we need help from somebody else or advice, then we're going to lose respect. It's actually the opposite. Because none of us here in this room have it all figured out. We don't have it all down. And our family and friends and co-workers and the people around us, they can see the, the holes. They can see the blind spots. And when we listen to instruction, our respect meter goes way up because they realize, wow, they're really changing. They're really growing. And it increases their respect for us. Another advantage is protection from pitfalls. He who obeys instructions guards his life, but he who is contemptuous of his ways will die. Uh, many, many times we choose to listen to instruction or take our lumps. This is a guard. Listening to instruction is a guard from getting into the ditches in life, from, from taking lumps. If we'll listen to it, we can allow our lumps to heal before we get another one. Um, we'll, we'll avoid the pain. And then finally, there's freedom for those who learn to be teachable. Jesus said this, he said, Jesus, uh, he said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Very easy to veer off in another direction from the truth that God teaches us. It takes practice to live it out, 
Because we're battling old habits, old mental attitudes, and old ways. It's really easy to veer off. But our negative patterns and habits and ways of thinking, they can be like slavery because they just overtake us. A major mark of a person who's decided to follow Christ is they hear His teaching, they get into His Word, and they stay on course with living it out. And when they mess up, when they're trying to live it and they mess up, they admit it. Ask God to forgive. Ask anyone they've offended to forgive and get back on track. Doing what the Bible says is the way to freedom. So we fight against our native tendencies uh, to end up in traps and to pay the price. In the movie, Tom Cruise, his character, uh, Bill Gage, William Gage, gets do-overs and finally gets it right in the end. I don't want to spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> You're probably not surprised. You know, is Tom Cruise going to really have a problem at the end? He's going to come out looking good. I don't think he'd accept a script there where he didn't. But there's no do-overs for us. We, we don't get do-overs. We have to live with the consequences. And in His gracious way, God wants those consequences to lead us to Him to let Him work in us, to change us, and, and to help us as we decide to turn around from the foolish ways to go His way. The best place to learn wisdom is in the Word of God, in the Scripture. It's pain-free. If you start soaking up a little bit of it every day, then God will teach you. Ask God to teach you. Soak it up. Let Him teach you. He'll make you wiser in the process. You'll grow in wisdom. As you try to live it out, He'll make you wiser. Through it, God will show you how to make the most and learn from painful circumstances. He'll, he'll help you with that. Um, also, open up to learn from wise people. Be aggressive in learning from people who are handling life well, who are building their life on the Word of God. Find people who are further along in, in their walk than you are and ask questions. Talk about situations that you're facing. Get their advice. Give permission to them to show you blind spots in your life. This is one of our high values in Church of the Valley is to give and receive scriptural correction. Um, to get feedback, get advice, help, blind spots. I don't see something coming or I don't see what I'm doing to hurt myself or others and I listen to them. There's real value in learning from the day we live rather than keep living the same day over and over again. We don't get do-overs, but we can get do-betters do by the grace of God. I'd like to wrap up the message by asking you to think through your next steps as the band uh, gets ready to come back on stage and gets ready to lead us in the next song. Um, if you take out your connection card and finish completing anything you haven't had an opportunity to complete, any information or next steps that you'd like to take 
on there, that'd be great. And then when the ushers come around, you can drop that in the offering. Here's some suggested next steps. First one, determine to consistently learn from God's Word. To read it, to soak it in, to get into it, ask God to speak to me through it. And then... Second step could be to accept corrective instruction from God's word. Maybe you need to, maybe you've just been reading it, haven't really applied it to your life, letting God instruct you through it. Circle that one. Or the wise. I need, maybe there's something you're dealing with right now, you just need to get more aggressive at finding somebody who can help you sort this out. And that's, that's a step you want to take. There may be some others that God's laid on your heart to take. Uh, But those are my suggestions. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your word that guides us. And we thank you for the fact that you, in the midst of the life we live and the wrong choices we make, the sin we commit, and the mistakes that we make uh, unintentionally, you are so gracious and patient to help us. We honor you, dear God, for being that kind of father to us who really cares, who really wants us to learn. And I pray that, God, as you've spoken to us this morning, you would help us to have the power to take the steps that uh, you want us to take in uh, order to please you and honor you and experience life uh, under your guidance and hand. We ask for the help in this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.